Hi, this is Letitia. I appreciate you listening to this episode of Rooted and Overflowing. Please note that the information and opinions that are presented in this podcast are for general information only. This podcast should not be considered professional advice. Thanks for listening. You're listening to Rooted and Overflowing. Welcome to the show. If you're a podcaster who is looking for community and a place where you can learn how to start and grow your podcast, you'll definitely want to check out the Impact Podcast Coach, led by Demetria Zinga. Demetria has been podcasting since 2005, so she has done the work and knows what it takes to podcast successfully. Learn more and sign up to be listed in the directory at impactpodcastcoach.com. I had a wonderful time talking with Ashante McDowell about her life, ministry, and what it takes to be a dynamic daughter of God. Ashante is an emerging voice within the Christian community with a strong message of faith and truth. Listen in to our conversation and be blessed. Ashante, welcome to Rooted and Overflowing. Thank you for having me. I am very excited to have you with me. When we connected online, um, I went to your website and you have such a lovely and inviting website, your blog, the information that you share and your pictures. They're so captivating and very lifelike. I would love for you to share with Rooted and Overflowing listeners, what is Dynamic Daughters Ministries all about? So Dynamic Daughters really started from... And, and it's rooted in my story and my journey. And it, it's the calling of God's daughters to be in position. Um, I am a very authentic and raw individual. So with that, the Lord um, dealt with me concerning the um, mothers and daughters, not just in the natural, but spiritually how God is really trying to bring the dynamics of family as he's designed it back in order and it reorder the image of family. And um, the Lord had told me in 2020 that he was bringing us back to the table. And with that, we saw the pandemic happen and a lot of families came back together. A lot of families were shaken and God is just really dealing with foundation. So Dynamic Daughters is dealing with the foundation of families, the restoration, ministry, healing, deliverance, um, things of that nature. And it's just uh, about uh, being the hands and feet of Jesus, being the four walls outside of the four walls and allowing healing to take place no matter what color you are, what gender you are, the authentic side of you, the identity that God has bestowed to you before you are in your mother's womb. So that's kind of a, a quick synopsis of Dynamic Daughters. What stands out to me is how you mentioned about the pandemic bringing families together. And so you also talked about Dynamic Daughters being an offshoot of your journey. Um, Share with us, what was it in your journey that spearheaded Dynamic Daughters? So a part of my story is my father was incarcerated when I was 14 and he was released when I was 21. But it wasn't just that part, the behind the scenes of what happened. 
Uh, me and my family were held at gunpoint. Guns were surrounded. You know, the police helicopters were surrounded around our car. It was the trauma that happened in the car. And so God had um, took me on a journey of healing from four to 21. And during that time, not only was my father incarcerated, but other things happened. Violation happened, uh, different things, different life altering events occurred. Um, at 21, I had brain surgery. Um, so it was a lot of things that transpired. And so during that time, also, I, um, gave my life back to God because I had been running from who I was called to be because I was falling after the trends, the culture, the the likes and the notoriety and things of that nature that tends to keep us bound to the world standards of success and uh, what it looks like to be a daughter. So God had to really break down the, the dynamics of what it means to be a daughter, what it means to be a child of God, what does it mean to be called, to be set apart, to be peculiar. And so during that time, the Lord began to uh, just really show me different things of that nature. And so that's kind of my journey. You know, I, I speak about me being a individual that dealt with trauma. And in that, the Lord told me that this is your time to speak, daughter. And so that's where from that, you know, dynamic daughter tied back into my identity too. So that's kind of how like all of it plays into my journey. When you talk about trauma, what is it that being on this side of the trauma that you've experienced that you've learned? Um, so from the clinical standpoint, you know, they, they classify trauma as any, like any life altering event or any, um, event, um, has altered your personality or your outlook on life. That's just like a overview of what the clinical definitions, um, but for me, I see it now from the healed place that it was more spiritual than it was also, um, then it was natural because trauma is a reflection of what what also is reflective spiritually. So uh, with that, I began to see it from that lens and see, OK, God, where was the root? Um, and if you are a believer, you're not um, uh, you're not a stranger to the word curses and generational curses and things of that nature. And so uh, with that, um, a part of my story and journey, God began to deal with those things because, you know, trauma came from, you know, the more clinical side of, of, of that and mental illness and things like that. We've seen that come out more. And even in the church, we're beginning to be more open and vocal. Um, and with trauma, the Lord also began to deal with me and show me the, the uh, power of words. Um, and we know in the Bible, it says that life and death is in the power of the tongue and they eat the fruit thereof, you know. So we hear these things, but we also heard conflicting things like what happens in this house stays in this house or things that, you know, we had suppressed that was keeping us bound, you know, that was keeping us muzzled. And so uh, now being on this side of, uh, of of overcoming, you know, and choosing not to be re-victimized by uh, what happened to me or do not uh, that the, the outlook of I'm not who I, who I was or what I went through. Um, like a lot of people say, I don't look like what I went through, you know? Um, but it's just 
more so, I guess, to answer your question, it's just realizing that it's bigger than what I went through, um, that it's a spiritual aspect that has to be dealt with um, first and foremost. And so when you talk about uh, dynamic daughters and what the Lord has taught you, um, opening up to you about being a daughter, can you share some of that with us? With being a daughter, we we tend to see it in a, in a, there's multifunctions of a daughter. You know, first you have to uh, be submitted. And these are also reflective of our relationship with God. You know, when you're a daughter, you're submitted to authority. With that also being a daughter, you are, um, you are serving. So it teaches a servitude. So all of this was playing into the character of Jesus and the character of God, um, how we are as Christians called to serve and to be submitted. And this also was so amazing because um, during this, God was teaching me about being the bride because we are called to be the bride. And so uh, with that, I was like, okay, God, all right, I'm seeing the painting um, because I am a very visual person. I am a creative. Uh, So God like shows me images or he likes to just elaborate and, you know, bring forth revelation of his word and make his word come alive. So with that, he began to show me as we are called uh, sons of God and we are called to sonship, he showed me, okay, that's not just gender, but that is my my embracing. That's my covering for your identity. You know, everything you are is from that place of adoption of your Abba father. And so this was so, this was so peculiar to me because I had so many wounds from my natural father and even my mother, you know, as she was trying to take on the role as my father, which was out of order if we're going from the biblical standpoint. The father is the one that is supposed to be the covering and to to, to affirm the daughter, but my father wasn't there. He was out of order. And so with all of that came chaos and confusion, and it was that open door, that open portal, so to say, that the enemy had foot room to you know, come in. And that's where the trauma happened and the life-altering events had legal access So with that, God was showing me the whole picture of what it means to be a daughter, not just from, you know, mommy and daughter or father and daughter, but how it's important for us to know our identity. And from that, everything else flows. You are an author in addition to a ministry leader. Can you share some of the titles and um, a description of some of the books that you've written? How I even became an author is all God. It was in the midst of 2020 that the Lord uh, really illuminated my pen and he began to just inscribe. And it just it just when I share with people how I became an author, they're like, that's never been heard before because I wrote my first book since Unpacked the Bag in less than 30 days written and released in less than 30 days. But it stemmed from what was already within. So many of us already have a story. We just have yet to write it. We have yet to just sit down and be obedient and release it. Because all that is in my books, if you read the first one to the last one, you're going to see that it is legit just deliverance being released as I release my story. 
Because a lot of times we think that it's just us or what we've endured was just, you know, happening to us, but it was not just for us, but for others to help others to be a deliverer, to be a light, to be that lighthouse as God uh, likes to remind me, um, to be a lighthouse for others to so they can come home, those that are lost or those that feel hopeless. So in my books from uh, Sis Unpack the Bag, that's my first book. Um, my second book is a more uh, prophetic and poetic uh, kind of style. It's a uh, Love Letters to My Abba Father. Then the third one is Cut with Precision, God is My Neurosurgeon. And that's talking about um, me going through brain surgery and how God was the one that cut me with precision. He was the one that also during that time was um, just performing heart surgery on me as well because my father was released at that same time that I was going through brain surgery. Same year, I turned to one. So it was a lot of... Of, of changing and altering and and I truly was on the operation table more <laughs> more ways than one and so then um my second book uh after cut with precision was a book that was impromptu uh but God was like I need you to share your story and that one is about uh, my story with being um, a child on the receiving end of having a father incarcerated. And that was called Shattered. And I released that last year in 2022. And then um, the last book that I have is a collaborative work called She is Wisdom. And that's with some other ladies. Um, and that's just, it's just various stories. There's different um, women from different age. And it's just just um, defining what wisdom looks like to every uh, woman that was a part of that project. And then my upcoming project is so powerful. It's called Girl Release. And it is powerful because it's not just about me, but it's freeing the captives. And um, I just love to see God move um, for others. Like, it's so amazing and so exciting to be a part of somebody being set free. It's like that lawyer, I feel, or that judge, you know, I haven't gone to law school, but I feel sometimes like the great advocate as the Lord is our advocate, he is, he's advocating on our behalf. And so it's so beautiful to be able to do that uh, creative writing and writing. Your outlook is just so refreshing and very powerful. Ashante, you also have a podcast called The Ecclesia Daughter. I would love for you to share with us about the podcast. Uh, so the Ecclesia Daughter is, uh, ooh, I think it's like my fourth podcast. Um, but I never was consistent because it was me trying to be popular or me to try to sound like everyone else. So the Ecclesia is a very distinct podcast. It's not the typical podcast. It's a podcast that you're going to have to sit and really uh, meditate and allow the Lord to minister to you because it's a lot of unco uh, uncommon conversations. It's a lot of controversial conversations. It's a lot of uncomfortable conversations that are had. And it's still uh, being birthed. It's still being nurtured. So if you go and listen to the Ecclesia Daughter podcast, you will definitely get a different uh, experience. But at the same time, you're going to encounter the Lord in a in a very regular uh, way, in a very um, raw manner. 
Yes, because, you know, our problems are very raw. Uh, When we encounter hardship, when we encounter tough situations, they can be very complex, very layered. Truly, again, we need the voice of the Lord. We need voices who are following the Lord to help us to navigate and grow from uh, what we experience. What else is next for you, Ashante, in ministry? It's exciting because I, I honestly, I'm a very uh, organized and like planner person. So this new uh, experience is like, I feel like Abraham, like God is leading me to the promised land and he's showing me to a land that I've never been. And uh, it's amazing to hear um, when people say, you know, consider me to be in ministry because for so long I had this image of what ministry looked like. I I thought I was like, God, I don't want to be on the pulpit. I don't, you know, I had this cliche um, illustration of what ministry looked like. And so I think that it is um, freeing when you authentically walk in how God wants you to uh, share the gospel, the good news and the magnitude that is personable to you and to those that you're called to. So I think ministry looks like me just really continuing to keep my hands to the plow, me um, continue to be who I have always been and who I was called to be. And that is to use uh, the creativity. Uh, So I know you spoke on me um, having books and podcasting and things like that. Um, And I think ministry for me is using my platform and using the influence that the Lord has given me to share that there is hope. I truly desire to be that lighthouse for those that feel lost, those people that feel like there is no other way out um, and that are even on the verge of suicide and to show people that there's a way out of this and that way is Jesus. I, I am reminded of something that the Lord told me about, I know that a lot of people know who Harriet Tubman is and how they um, equivalented her to Moses of the Bible and the Bible. And so sometimes I'm like, Lord, I feel like Harriet Tubman, but a younger version. And I think that that is what God is doing. He's doing, he's raising up the Joshua's. He's raising up those that will begin to uh, take over what our grandmothers and our grandfathers and our aunts and what have you were not able to fully accomplish and to go forth and to make more disciples as God had gave us and to heal the sick and to attend to those that are hurting the orphans and the widows. So it's just really, truly, um, I see just me continuing to be the, the hands and feet of Jesus. Amen. And you bring up such a beautiful point about when one generation moves from being active to a more in a more advisory capacity, I'll say, you know, they're still fighting, but they're not fighting with their hands. They're fighting on their knees in prayer. They're fighting and showing us how to fight. And we have to get down in there and really hold up God's standard. It's not an easy job. You do it so willingly and so sweetly. It's like you're a sweet warrior. (laughs) You do it so willingly and um, so sweetly. And and I can already tell you want for people to know the Lord. You want for people to know the Lord and and know him in his fullness. 
Definitely. We've talked about what you do in ministry and a little bit about your journey. I would love for you, I would love for you to share a little bit about yourself, who you are, what you do, and your family. Like about me, Ashante, the person outside of ministry, so to say, I'm always doing ministry. Ministry is a full-time thing for me. It's being the hands and feet of Jesus that just doesn't turn on and turn off. Uh, because I like I like to say if I'm on last, um, I know too much about him. You can't make me doubt him. That's how I live my life. And I live by the scripture where it says, taste and see that the Lord is good. And so with that, I am also a creative. So by nature, I do, you know, multimedia things and I do dance and I like to paint and just very creative things. So you will find me doing all of these things. You'll find me taking photos and photography, directing things. Um, I also am an entrepreneur. That was something that I did not choose, but God chose and appointed to me um, before I was in my mother's womb. Um, since I was young. I always had a side hustle or business. So that's a part of me. And I think that is a side a lot of people don't realize if they know me from ministry side, uh, they don't see the fun of Shantae. They don't see the Shantae that also loves to laugh and joke and dance and be mm-hmm. playful. Um, because, you know, um, like my sisters shared, being um, in ministry is um, a serious call and it's it's not a, a a thing that can be taken lightly, but it's also something that is um, that can be filled with joy and it doesn't always have to be um, strenuous. But when you're doing it with the Lord, it's ease. You know, you're mm-hmm. you're always in ministry, like I shared there's no on and off. So every part of, of my journey of me is Jesus. Like there's no me without him. Like I know we hear yes. that all the time, but that's seriously, you will get Jesus all day. Uh, like some people say me and Jesus and coffee, but I'm not a coffee drinker. I'm a tea drinker. Speaking of photography, the photos on your blog, did you take those? Yes. So my whole website, I did myself. Those images are from my camera phone. So, yeah. Ashante, they are stunning. That seems to be what sets your blog and the images apart. So, Ashante, where can we find you online? So, you can find me at my website, uh, simply. So, S I M P L Y, and then my first name, A S H A N T A dot com. Um, and then you can also find my podcast. It's on Spotify, it's on Anchor. That's where you can find me on online. I'm not on social media because social media can be a lot for me at times. I do have a Facebook, but it's not like, a consistent thing. So I just tell people, go to my website. That's how you can get connected with me the most. Fantastic. Well, Ashante, it has been a pleasure. Keep up the great work. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Rooted and Overflowing. To hear back episodes and learn more about the podcast, visit rootedandoverflowing.com. Resources are available and they are designed to equip you and enhance your walk with Jesus Christ. When you rate and review the show, it helps me make sure I'm sharing information that is valuable. So I invite you to let me know how I'm doing and share the podcast with a friend. Until next time, stay rooted in Christ and overflow with gratitude.